Rosé Till Christmas Day, a podcast where we invite you to uncork a bottle, settle in, and talk some cheesy Christmas movies. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other host, Emma. Yeah, Yahoo! <laughs> Yee fucking ha! Yee fucking ha, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, no! <laughs> you, know <what? laughs> you know what, Emma? Everybody always asks, always every, everybody always says yee but nobody ever asks, how ye? How you doing? Hi, Hi, I'm doing okay. Hi, <laughs> You know, I'm living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> All of our like friends. Living in capitalism. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All of our friends who are actually from the South are probably like tearing their eyes out right now. And that's all right. Suck it up. <laughs> you will live. We, we have, bless your heart, we're having fun. Yeah, we already did this for the Dolly episode, didn't we? Oh my God, we did! <laughs> What's with you us? You did it twice. Oh. Uh, I think I think a southern cowpoke spice is necessary for yes our shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of um, uh, shenanigans, what are you what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking some. It's it's from Kirkland. Mm. Finally found a Costco with a liquor store. It's called Mama oh. Mango, and it's oh. Moscato and Mango. And oh. I'm drinking. I'm drinking it tonight because I told myself I would be drinking it if a certain somebody was found guilty today, and they were. So hey, hey, <laughs> hey, we celebrate shitty people getting what's coming okay. to them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. How about I, you? I have um, a cup of tea that I spiked because oh. I deserve it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cinnamon apple tea, which okay. I usually don't like it just on its own. I'm not a yeah. fan of it just on its own, but I put in a little bit of whiskey uh, and then I put in some honey, so it's kind of like a lazy poor man's hot toddy, uh, in a way. Um, yeah, it, it's a lot better now when there's alcohol and honey in it, because that's all I can taste. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. I yes, I I support your decision to be merry and yes. drink tea. Yeah, well, you know, Mary you is making, my mother. You so. are making the most <laughs> Mary, my dear. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> That's my mother. You can just call me Abby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, thank God. <laughs> did you just pick up on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my of course, gosh. your Catholic mom is Mary. God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her and all of her siblings all have biblical names. Because of oh. course they do. Of course they do. Your grandparents were like hardcore. Oh, yeah. They were in a Catholic <laughs> cult. I, I mean, oh, like. Oh, I didn't realize they were in a cult. I was not. <laughs> no, they, like you have family from a cult. Oh, yeah. They were wow. They were in some. Um, they got out, obviously. They realized yeah. like as soon as the, the group was starting to tell them like your children should marry these people and if they don't you're terrible people they were like never mind we're leaving now goodbye <laughs> at least they believed in free will just enough oh yeah oh yeah so oh. but switching gears entirely what have you done to get in the Christmas spirit this week uh, I spent a lot of time writing up Christmas cards for everybody mm. and I have I got 
everybody in the D&D party chocolate, and Aww. then you're getting a little something extra because we do a podcast together. Aww, so you're so sweet. But I'm yours hasn't gotten in the mail. Yours hasn't gotten in the mail yet because <laughs> I go and I, I, I go and I, like, attempt to drop everything off yesterday, and because all my friends are not from Canada... <laughs> I have to spend a lot of more time, like, filling out a customs form. Yeah. And so I'm holding up the line, and the place was, like, gonna close in, like, half an hour. And so it was, like, once I got, like, through, like, a certain number of packages, I'm like, okay, so I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna go to the back of the line. So <laughs> I'm not the dick that's holding up everybody else. Because yeah. there was only one person working during their busy time, which makes Ugh. me want to slap the manager who organized that. I felt so bad Honestly. for her. So, anyways. It'll be in the mail by tomorrow. <laughs> Aw, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. What about you? What'd you do? It's been a rough week yes, <laughs> over here in in my house. Um, you know, as as our listeners who actually understand our schedule and follow along with our schedule know that this episode was supposed to come out last weekend. However, shit happened. My dad was supposed to get surgery, and then that didn't happen, and he was in the hospital for... There, there goes Charlie. Uh, he was in the hospital for a good couple of days, and he finally just got surgery yesterday. Uh and it went well. He's doing well. I was just over at the hospital visiting with him. He's awake. He's talking. He's eating. So he's in pain, but he's he's doing he's doing well. So it's been a bit of a week here at yeah. my house, and that has made it really difficult to get in the Christmas spirit, uh, because it's just like time is just flying by, and yeah. it doesn't even feel like December. Especially like our weather has been. Rid- I know we, we talked about it like the first. Uh, episode that we recorded this year about Charlie stop squeaking we did talk Uh, about Charlie yes we did (laughs) we talked about how y'all were gonna get the really bad uh winter storm this year and I did not realize that that meant it was gonna be like in the 40s 50s and 60s degrees Fahrenheit in Illinois in the middle of December that's insane and terrifying (laughs) Um, mm-hmm. everyone's like oh my gosh it's gonna be 63 degrees next week and i'm like why are we excited about that it's december in illinois that's not supposed it to happen be that way. We, right. we got we got bad freezing rain this week Ugh. like normally i can walk up to my post office and i did but i mm-hmm. was terrified the entire time and so <laughs> i took a cab back because the streets were clear, but the sidewalks were at ice skating rink. Oh, so I'm no. like, I'm not going to risk it. I'm going yeah. to take a cab. Yeah, that's smart. So, that's smart. But yeah. uh, so I haven't been able to do a whole lot that have made that's made me feel Christmassy. And neither has my poor mother, who has been in the hospital with my dad like every single day this week. And she was telling me earlier this week that. She's like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get the Christmas tree up. It's just too much work. Um, and she would have had to do it by herself because my even if my dad didn't get his surgery, like he could barely walk. There's no way he's helping up, helping putting up a Christmas tree. So what I've decided and nobody tell her. I mean, none of y'all are going to tell her, but nobody tell her. 
either tomorrow or Saturday, whenever I have more spoons to do it uh, while she's at the hospital, I'm going to sneak over to my parents' house and I'm going to put the Christmas tree up for her. Yes, ninja tree! Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm also going to tell her, like, when the time comes to take it down, I will also come back over and help with that because that's a whole other hassle. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, like, we do Christmas at my parents place like on christmas day and my mom is like racking herself with guilt that we're she's like i'm not gonna get the christmas tree up we're not gonna have a christmas tree for christmas and i was gonna say we can do it at our house but it's easier for my dad to be there um yeah because you know he's got one of those like fancy electronic recliners that like helps sit him up and stuff like that yeah so i was just like Ha, she's not going to know what hit her. She's going to come home and there's going to be a Christmas tree in her house. <laughs> so that I'm is the plan for, for, for Christmas spirit for me. <laughs> uh, well, shall we hop into our movie for this week? We should. We yeah. definitely should. This week, we watched a very gay movie that I very much so enjoyed called Christmas at the Ranch. Uh, yeah. It is on a like specifically a woman loving woman streaming site called tello uh mm-hmm. and it's magical that whole website um but christmas at the ranch was directed by kristen baker it is written by julie anton and kristen baker and it stars amanda rigetti as kate lore allen as Haley, archie cow as charles and Lindsay wagner as meemaw <laughs> That's how you know it's Southern. They call her Meemaw. <laughs> but they didn't, they're not called, it's Meemaw, Ma, Maymaw, which bothers me. Because they're like big on calling her Maymaw in Hannah Montana, but now she's Meemaw. That's 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 how I always heard it, is Meemaw. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, because Hannah, Hannah Montana, which is my only source of Southern <laughs> culture, they call her Maymaw. <laughs> The Cyruses are a different kind of South. <laughs> they, I don't. I don't think they ever disclose like where, like what. Uh, They're state just from Tennessee. Takes. Are they from Tennessee? Oh no, no, no! I no, meant not, the not the rant. Sorry. <laughs> I'm still on Hannah Montana. I'm so sorry. Yeah, surprise! We're actually talking about Hannah Montana. <laughs> this is now a Hannah Montana podcast. <laughs> it's a Christmas episode. Yeah. Fun fun talk? fact, I in middle school uh, we had to write letters to a celebrity of our choosing to help us learn how to like write nice letters, um, and I wrote one to Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana. Oh, Abby! And, and I got a I got a headshot back from him. So you oh know, my god, one could say happy. things are serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy for your middle school self, but I'm also. Ch- Judging her. Oh, Judging 100%. Her so bad. <laughs> oh, 100%. This is when, this is middle school Abby at her peak gay repression. <laughs> and watching Rent with the girl who was kind of my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. The fact that you had a girlfriend in middle school and you didn't know it never ceases to amuse me. Shut up. Anyway, let's talk about other gays, <laughs> not me. <laughs> so Christmas at the ranch. We open up on Kate and Haley, both getting ready for their very different days. Kate is ranching it up, 
Haley is waking up to a storm of texts and tweets about her company's social media presence and how their social media manager tweeted about how he has crabs from their company account. Uh, <clears throat> Haley works at an energy drink startup company? It's That's very cool. confusing. It's, it's a very normal thing to be working at is an energy drink startup company. Yeah. Like, Not like, the sort yes, of thing that you only see in film. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they exist, but I'm like... Sure. Oh, yeah. Like, Monster had to come from somewhere, right? <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. I just, I feel like they looked at, like, the Christmas movie um, equation and went like, mm, lawyers, to, been there, done that. Journalist, no. Nobody's done an energy drink startup company. <laughs> there you go. Or, like, I wonder if they, like, had, like, like a dartboard at, with, like, different <laughs> ideas. And then, like, whoever the writer landed on, like, it was, like, almost like a Mad Lips. Like, yeah, it's a startup. Like- ooh, care- ooh, really cool. And then they're like, what kind of startup? And then they're like, uh... And then they just look to the side and it was energy drink. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like whatever is to the left of you in that yes. current moment <laughs> is your new your new career. <laughs> Amazing. Well, Haley goes into work at this energy startup company, energy drink startup company. Um, has to fire the social media guy because you know he did tweet out about how he has crabs, uh, and goes to meet with her boss Eric, who she assumes is going to be pissed about this whole thing. Um, but as she walks in, he's talking about NFTs, so we already know he's a shitty person. Uh, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, (laughs) Literally, he said that, and I was like, (laughs) I hate you. I don't like you, man. No. Lo and behold, he thought the Krabs tweet was hilarious, because of course he did. Uh, (sighs) Eric. (laughs) Anyway. You called Eric. (laughs) Yeah, right? Eric tells Haley about a retreat in Arizona he's going on to hopefully sell the energy drink to big gro- grocery store chains. So I guess, like, the whole thing, the whole point is that they want somebody to buy out their startup company. That is my understanding of it. It doesn't yeah. make sense. But whatever. No. But while he's there schmoozing, he needs Haley to do all of the actual work and create a presentation on why the store should buy them and their product. Um, and he tells her that it could make her a shit ton of money if this works out. And she's like, yep, I got it. It's all good. I'm going to do it. But back at the ranch, we're introduced to Charles, Haley's brother, and Meemaw, their grandmother. And they talk about how the ranch is struggling financially and that they need Haley to come and save it. Haley's been ignoring, ignoring Charles's phone calls the entire day. Uh, and Meemaw is confident that Haley will help, and Charles tells her to not get her hopes up. Kate, who is not related to them, just works for them, uh, overhears this and goes to complain to one of the horses about Haley and her big city (laughs) slicker job and how much she sucks, and she's been working here for three years, and she's never even met Haley. This girl doesn't even come home. I just, like... You've worked here, you know the history of the ranch, and you're gonna be, like, pissy that mm. some daughter doesn't come home. That, yeah. Really? Yeah. And, like, being mad at her for having, like, an actual city job instead of working on their failing ranch? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I have a lot to say about that later. <laughs> oh, I, I'll have more to say about that in a uh-huh. bit, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, back to Haley. She attempts to go on a date with a girl that she met on a dating app. 
when she gets to the restaurant that she is meeting this girl at, the host that seats her, he's like a mean gay. He's like one of those mean gay guys where that's his entire personality is the fact that he's mean and he's gay. And if you are one of those guys, none of us like you. You're not funny. You're not cool. You're not interesting. You're You're an asshole. You're not even, like, you're not even, like, making, like, good reads of someone, like, a drag queen no. would. Like, you're just, you're just garbage. You're, you're garbage just mean. Right. Yeah. Ugh. So anyways, mean gay goes away. Haley finally answer, answers Charles's call, but immediately tells him she's on her first date in over the year. She can't talk and hangs up. Enter Haley's date, who is a weird hippie, a uh, woman-loving woman. Don't know officially her sexuality. I would say she's probably bi or pan based on what yeah. happens later in the film. Yeah. Uh, but she, her name is Masonry. And this is a name that she gave herself or that nature gave to her. I don't know. It sounds very culturally appropriative to me uh, in a naming ceremony in Chile. And like if out of all the things you're going to go for, you're going to go with Masonry? Masonry. Yes, she's very she's very hippy dippy. She's got the long blonde hair. She's got like a headband that goes across her forehead. She immediately is like, "You're a Leo, right?" And Haley's like, "No, I'm a Pisces." And she's like, "Oh, I got that vibe." And it's like, "Those are two very different signs. You did not get that vibe." <laughs> what also drove me nuts is like I realize I realize this is a very low budget film. Mhm. But, like, she had that weird headband on, and, like, her hair was sticking up in a weird way yeah. in the back, and I'm like, comb it down, please. Like, mm-hmm. it was bothering me so much. Mm-hmm. Why did you have to do it like that? It doesn't have to be like that. It can yeah. look nice. Yeah. And, like, the whole, like, her whole shtick wasn't that she was kind of, like, a messy girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, she was a hippy-dippy girl, and they gave her a really, really weird haircut. Yeah, their style for the first one. Yeah, sorry. For sure. Nitpick, oh. but also <laughs> that bothered me. It's well, like, and partially because I'm like a fine-haired girl, so like my hair goes like that really easily, mm. and I'm like, you just. Fix if that. I was on a date and my hair looked like that, I would die. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, like when Haley asks her, like, "What do you do?" Like basically asking, like, what do you do for a living? Because that's what normal people ask when they go on dates. And hey, or, uh, Masonry says, I exist. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, you have rich parents, don't you? That's, oh, 100%. <laughs> she has rich parents. She super does. Uh, <laughs> but it's clear that Masonry and Haley are not on the same wavelength. And, like, Masonry very much so says this. Like, she's like, I'm connecting with you on a human level. But on a spiritual level and a physical level, no. Um, you could have left out the physical part. I'm, I'm right? Like, that sounds <laughs> fucking rude. <laughs> she was so bitchy when she said it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, chill out. She's uh, hot. Stop it. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Masonry is uh, also tells Haley that she's a student of the world, <laughs> uh, and she has two million followers on Snapback, and makes two hundred k a year off of that. What you know? What? Fine. All right. I'd date Masonry in- at that point. <laughs> influencer. Yeah. You, you you make money by just being pretty yeah. <laughs> on social media. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that mommy and daddy <laughs> probably started that career for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
So Masonry weirdly excuses herself from the date. Like, she literally asks permission to end the date, uh, like, five minutes in and leaves. So, it was so awkward. It was very awkward. (laughs) I mean, like, I guess, like, get out early when you're not feeling it, but also, like... Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many nicer ways. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, Charles finally gets a hold of Haley and tells her that the ranch is in trouble. And Haley, we find out, apparently doesn't like Kate either. And is like, isn't Superwoman Kate supposed to help? These people have never met each other. Why do they hate each other so much? <laughs> they Like, are you jealous that Kate's putting in the work that you don't want to do? Like, I feel like that's the vibe. Like, but, like, there's somebody who's, like, literally... Like, you, you want to work in a city, that's great, that's fine. But there's right. somebody who's, like, gonna come in and fill in your shoes, like... Right. And do I the f- work that you don't feel like doing, okay? Like... Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Get over yourself. I feel like the vibe is, like, on Haley's side, like, she sees Kate as having, like, taken her place. And so, like, mm-hmm. oh, isn't Kate like your sister? Isn't Kate Mima's granddaughter? And it's kind of the opposite for Kate, where she's there doing all of the work, and Charles and Mima are so hellbent on, like, Haley has to come home. Haley has to be part of the ranch. And Kate's like, I'm right here. So it's it's very strange. It's also like you're both adults. It's yeah. later stated that Haley's gone through a lot of therapy. Like, honey, you might need to go back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, tell she, you can definitely tell she is not finished with therapy. No, about the no. movie. <laughs> no, no, no. But anyways, we learned that uh, Mima had to refinance everything to pay for Papa's medical expenses uh and now they are significantly in the hole financially and charles encourages Haley to come home to help them and to spend christmas at the ranch he said the thing roll credits the movie's done <laughs> he did it he said the thing Yay! <laughs> <laughs> he convinces her ultimately because there's wi-fi at the ranch and Haley can work on her presentation from there so we cut to Kate sitting outside on the front porch uh, at night. All the Christmas lights are up. And she pulls out her phone to find she hasn't matched with anyone on her dating app because it's the middle of nowhere. Where, where did you, what did you expect? Uh, you, have to, you have to expand your search range, yeah. sweetie. <laughs> you, she's ta- you work on a ranch. <laughs> <laughs> she's talking to herself about how much she wants to meet someone. Um and is like talking to the sky and is like don't want to get all mariah carey on you but all i want for christmas is someone to share it with and then laughs at herself for having just asked santa claus for a girlfriend Um, i mean don't laugh at yourself that is a very valid experience yes yes uh but (laughs) mima heard the whole thing maybe mima's gonna do some matchmaking So Haley is prepping to go to the ranch for a few days. Kate is prepping to go fix a fence that's far away from the actual ranch house. So she's going to have to camp outside for the night. And Charles convinces her to go check in to the inn in town so she doesn't have to sleep outside in the cold. And while this is happening, these two guys that are like our villains of the story, Bert and Bert Jr., show up to be creepy and misogynistic. And they are planning on buying the ranch. Boo. Yeah. Go home. Gross. 
We get a quick fence-fixing montage, and then uh, Haley is shown checking into the Fiddler's Inn, where she runs into a friend from high school slash Charles's ex from high school, Lucy, who's the receptionist at the inn, and they quickly catch up. Lucy tells Haley about how she now lives in the big city, and Haley's like, yeah, okay, sure, the big city, uh, and is married to a guy named Walter, and they have three kids. Lucy very clearly doesn't understand the difference between San Francisco, where Haley currently lives, and Los Angeles. (laughs) How, how, but... Like, if it's, like, if you were, like, trying to say that you live in, like, I don't know, Reno, I could maybe see you being, like, okay, then. (laughs) Yeah, okay, (laughs) sweetie. But not Los Angeles. (laughs) Like, come on. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I know there's not palm trees and movie stars here. And I'm like, there are none of those things in San Francisco either. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a very different part of California. (laughs) But also, Kate's checking into the same inn not too long after Haley. Um, While in their respective rooms, uh, Haley is working on her presentation. And when she is done, she checks her dating app at the same time that Kate does. Oh. Kate nearly matches with Lucy. (laughs) 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 And says that it now makes sense as to why Lucy and Walter keep trying to invite her over for dinner and drinks. They're trying to find a fucking unicorn. I want to die. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't think you understand that this (laughs) is the pinnacle of using a dating app as a Wallowa. Is having to deal... With some gorgeous woman being like, I'm looking for a third with her thumb of a boyfriend. (laughs) And you have to, like, there's no way to, like, get rid of it. And it drives me nuts. I can't, I can't escape it. I'm so glad that I was, like, long off the market by the time dating apps became really big. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. It sucks. I hate it so much. Oh, my God. Like, like that's, like, just, like, a solid joke. I can't oh, yeah. overestimate how good oh, yeah. I think this is something that I really appreciate about this whole movie. It is very clear that it is written and directed by two Willowas. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's funny. That's a funny yeah. queer joke. Like, yeah. it, it's because it's very real and it's very annoying, but it is also fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but Kate's name on the app is Cowgirl. And Haley's is Joan. And, oh, they match together. And they don't realize who they are, but they agree to get drinks. Okay. this whole, <laughs> Oh, sorry. But, like, this whole scene, the way they did it was actually, like, really, really cute. Where, like, they yeah. match and then they both sit up on the side of their bed. And mm-hmm. so it's like they're kind of facing each other and, like, talking to each other. But they're in different rooms because there's a bar down the middle. And yeah. I was just like, oh, this is clever filmmaking. I love it. It is really... <laughs> It was really cute, and they're very oh, okay. they're very cute, and they're like, and they're like, oh, I don't usually do this, but I'm gonna do it anyway, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
Except poor Kate realizes that she doesn't have any makeup on her. She just has chapstick and matches, which I mean, like, it's all right, Kate. You're you're not a high femme lesbian. Nobody expects no. you to have more than chapstick and matches in your pocket. No, um, exactly. But she gets resourceful, lights a match, blows it out, and then uses that as eyeliner. So. I mean, I appreciate that, but also, like, Kate, it's okay. You're, like, yeah. so pretty. Yes, <laughs> like, you're fine. You, you are all bone structure. Like, yes, you're she fine. Is. She is. <laughs> so they meet for drinks at the local bar and do a little bit of a withholding the truth dance around each other. Um, Kate lies and says she works at a zoo, and Haley doesn't give the full truth of why she's there, citing stupid family stuff. Uh, they flirt. It's cute. What uh, I think uh, Haley says to Kate, pretty name for a pretty lady. And it's cute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once Kate says her name is Catherine. Um, but then Haley gets a call from work. And it's a social media emergency. And Kate gets very upset by this. Like, she has offended all of Kate's ancestors because she is getting an emergency call from work. And it's because of social media. Um, and this just ruins their entire date, and they end the date I very upset with each other. I hate this part so much. I'm like, it, this this was filmed in like 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. This was written in the same time frame. People having social media jobs in corporate where mm-hmm. they have to deal with social media emergencies is a very real thing, and you're gonna act like it's the worst thing on the fucking planet that this woman is saying, there's literally a work emergency. I can't. I'm so sorry. She's Mm -hmm. apologizing profusely. Right. Like, it's it's understandable to be a little frustrated that your date got interrupted, but, like, damn. Yeah. It's just, like, the pure, like, the sheer harshness of it all. Yeah. I'm just, like... Calm down. Like, this yeah. is, like, a very legit thing to be happening, to be dealing with. Right. Like, right. oh, my God, cut her some slack. Yeah. If this was, like, happening, like, over the course of, like, where, like, you had to wait for, like, more than 20 minutes for the rest of the date to continue, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. And, like, saying that it's, like, a work emergency, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe she thought it was, like, her trying to get out of the date. But at the same yeah. time, I'm like, I didn't really get the vibe from how it was portrayed. No. It definitely so. gave the vibe of, like, what she is pissed at is the fact that social media matters to Haley. When Haley's like, this is literally my job. Yeah. I have to take this or I will get fired. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's very, you know how, like, in uh, The Devil Wears Prada, where all of Andy's friends are, like, giving her so yes. much shit all the time? Same vibes. Same That's vibes. exactly what it is. And all of Andy's friends suck. Yeah. Especially her boyfriend. Fuck that her guy. Her boyfriend is a piece of shit. He's I the don't worst. Like him. <laughs> she comes home and designer lingerie, and you decide to give her crap for her job? Anne Hathaway comes home in designer lingerie, and you're mad? <laughs> anyway the next morning charles is becoming one with the chickens and at some point (laughs) calls for somebody to go pick up Haley from the inn walter shows up as the quote-unquote uber but in his in in the um 
front window of his car, it's W-B-E-R, which I think is like a play on the fact that his name is Walter, I guess. But anyway, Walter shows up to uh, pick up Haley and bring her to the ranch. Poor thing has been up all night, and she tells him that she's been up all night for a social media emergency. And Walter just straight up judges this woman he's never met as well. And I was like, listen, I get to stop caring so much about social media, but that's literally her job. Leave her alone, you dumb hicks. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking college city slickers. But Jesus Christ, that's some people's jobs, and that's valid and fine. Jesus. It's not like she's like, oh my god, the like some celebrity is like dissing some other celebrity and like doing right. that in the middle of their day or whatever. No, she's dealing with her job. Right. Right. <sighs> anyway, Haley gets to the house and is greeted by Mima and Charles. And Haley doesn't want to stay at the house because she doesn't like her old room. And Charles is annoyed because she went through all that therapy and she can't be in her own room. Shut the fuck up, Charles. Maybe it wasn't enough. Maybe it came to a point where she and her therapist were not made meant to make any progress. <laughs> and so they ended it. Maybe like there's so much to be said. Uh-huh. Therapy. Recovery is not linear, Charles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need some therapy, Charles. Charles, you're doing <laughs> fine despite all the trauma in your life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not all of us can be well-adjusted, Charles. Oh, Not all I of can't. us have coping meca- healthy coping mechanisms <laughs> from the get-go, Charles. <laughs> I keep angrily saying Charles, and poor Char- my dog Charles <laughs> is looking at me like, what did I do? I You know what you good. did, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> it was the squeaking. <laughs> or just... <laughs> I just heard him do the little shake like nah <laughs> I did not <laughs> it wasn't me it was not me how dare how dare <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Haley says that she wants to stay at the cottage cause she likes the cottage but Kate lives there oh. yeah I know Chuck that's some yeah. bullshit go lay down Go lay down. Thank you. Anyway, um, Haley makes it very clear that she does not like Kate. And this is where I kind of get more of, again, like the vibes that like Haley feels that Kate is encroaching on her family kind of deal. But it's also like, Haley, you haven't been here for three years. And also she works here. They both have their own shit that I'm going to need them to chill the fuck out on. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So Haley agrees to stay in her room. And up in her old room, there are still posters of hot men, meaning she was very much so in the closet at some point. Either some that sort or of... she's a lot more, like, bi than I think yeah. we were originally expected. But she looks so embarrassed by the hot yes. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> See, Bima, I I'm not gay. <laughs> I am I, I am straight and well adjusted, Bebo. <laughs> I think I think I think the thing that makes me go like, oh, Haley was definitely a victim of combat for a long time is the fact that like it's like a bodybuilder picture. Yeah. And like all we see are the abs of this guy, and I'm like, <laughs> no, no, like woman who likes men is just like oh i just have this hot picture of abs up in my room like no you there's usually like some sort of celebrity attached to it or a soft boy like a soft yeah boy. yeah, like, yeah. Where's, your, where's your one direction poster Haley? yes 
<laughs> yes. Yeah, so I think Haley was very much so a victim of combat. <laughs> um, but anyway, Haley and Mima bond over a bacon lunch. And Mima talks about how Haley was always a better rancher than Charles. Uh, <gasps> and, I know, right? And uh, Charles comes back from fixing uh, a fence for the goats. But Charles is like, yeah, I think Kate's going to have to fix it because I didn't do a very good job. So Haley and Charles sit down to talk about finances and they actually, you know what, for siblings having to sit down and talk about family finances, they do a really good job of not destroying the other person. It's like, I feel like like they've like agreed to like always be on the same side no matter what, even if there's mm-hmm. like tiny disagreements, it's like they're not like going to like blame each other for things going wrong necessarily. Yeah. But, like, they could also, and so, and they're also at a place where they can have frank conversations. So maybe the therapy has helped a little bit, Charles. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, usually there's a lot more yelling and tears when it comes to having to sit down and talk about your family's finances. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, while they're going through uh, kind of the revenue from the last year, Haley notices that they've lost a lot because hayrides, like Christmas hayrides, have gone down. And asks about what their marketing strategy has been. And Charles is like, I don't know, you'd probably have to ask Kate. And then Haley immediately blames their loss of money on Kate. And then suggests that they cut her and then rent out the cottage as an Airbnb. And whoopsie, Kate heard the whole thing and walks right in. (laughs) And makes it very clear that she knows what the finances are like. And that the Burts have their own Christmas hayride that they created specifically to compete with theirs, and it's putting them out of business. Uh, And both Haley and Kate are very much like, oh, fuck. It's you. (laughs) So they call each other out on their lies and are snarky to each other. Haley points out that her middle name is Joan, and that's why she used it on the dating app. Um, Kate is pissed that this is the dumb family stuff to Haley, and sarcastically suggests that they can fix it with social media. But that's not a bad idea, Kate! <laughs> like, it's a good idea, Catherine. What is with these movies? Like, and it's not just, it's not just this movie. It is a lot of, like, the uh, typical, like, Hallmark Lifetime Christmas movie where they're like, social media isn't everything. And it's true. However... What is with these movies and refusing to understand that social media is necessary to thrive as a business in 2021? Maybe Hallmark's bitter and they could never get a good social media manager. (laughs) Like Netflix does. Yes. So. (laughs) It's just like, I get it. I understand the emphasis on social media isn't everything. But when when you're a business and trying to sell something... It is everything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Charles asks Kate to please get along with Haley because he needs her to come home more for Meemaw. And Kate says fine, but Haley needs to stay out of her way because she doesn't have time to babysit. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) Haley is on the phone with Eric and she finds out she basically has to redo all of the slides. And promises it'll be done by tomorrow. Haley is reviewing the family finances. 
uh, after they after she gets her PowerPoint redone. And uh, Mima comes in and they talk about the hardships the ranch has faced in the last few years. Uh, Haley encourages Mima to let the Burts buy the ranch because they're offering like a lot of money. And Haley is just like this. Take the money so you can retire and live without financial stress. I think that's a very that's a very valid argument to be making. I don't know that the movie wants us to see it that way, but I'm like, no, like. If I were to say to my grandmother, listen, if you take this money, you just, you get to relax for the rest Mm -hmm. of life. I think, like, that's, that's, that's an argument any loving, like, child or grandchild would say to an older relative. Yes. Like, you don't have to worry about this. You could go live in a nice retirement community. Mm Mm-hmm. And we could get you into the nice nursing home if we need to. Like, there, there are benefits to this, man. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think like throughout the whole movie, like they're trying to get us to see Haley as kind of like not the bad guy, because I don't think that they tried to put Kate or Haley as the bad guy. Um, But just that they're like it kind of frames it so that it's like, well, why doesn't Haley want to save the farm? Well, I think Haley's more concerned about the people that live there than the ranch itself. And I think that's a very valid thing to be worried about. Yeah, I totally agree. Ugh. Some of us lived through the 2008 housing crash. <laughs> Some of us just, like, know what it's like to care for your relatives. Right. In the face of financial uncertainty. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. Like, let, you know, just chill out. Yeah. Have a cookie. <laughs> Mima is regretting having to head refinance, like, the entire ranch uh, because she had to for Papa's medical bills. And it's never explicitly said, but Papa is no longer with us. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's like, so that's where I think Haley's coming from. It's like, yeah. I saw what you had to do to help yeah. Papa. I don't want to have to do that for you. Yeah, honestly. You know? Like, I want you to be able to feel financially comfortable for the rest of your life. Enjoy the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Mima wants to give the ranch to Charles and Haley. And Mima talks about how it's where Haley's parents met and got married. And this is also where she met Papa. So it's more than a business. It's their family home. Also valid. Yeah. These are, these are valid oh, conversations to be having. Yes. You know. And they, you know what? They do have them all in very healthy ways. I don't think yes. neither Charles nor Mima, like, even though they get disappointed with, like, Haley's suggestions, they're never like, you're a terrible person and you don't belong yeah. here. Like, they're very yeah. understanding of the the choices that she's trying to get them to make, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that, like, that familial yeah. understanding definitely comes through here. Yeah. So Mima tells Haley to go on the Christmas hayride with Kate to win her over and see much how see how much Kate has put into the hayride to make it better. So uh, Haley goes out to meet up with Kate at the hayride and they bond over their mutual hatred of the Burts. <laughs> um, Haley insists that she can get into the trailer just fine, but then stumbles and Kate catches her. And they both very much so swoon and stare lovingly into each other's eyes. And then Haley's like all like awkward and nervous and then goes to get hot chocolate. (laughs) And 
whenever you <laughs> smile. <laughs> we gotta add Miss Taylor in here somewhere. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I love how into early Taylor you are, because, like, uh, it's like, I didn't realize I could reference early Taylor with you. This is great. Oh, early Taylor was my shit. <laughs> That's she where posted I live. A very in- she posted a very interesting throwback from about 2010 on Facebook yeah. the other day. <laughs> so, Abby is not immune to... Unrequited pining. Let's just uh, say. No, I, and I have no problem talking about it now because it's hilarious. I would I would post very angsty Taylor Swift lyrics um, on Facebook as my Facebook status uh, because I was pining over my my current partner <laughs> when we were still in high school and I was mad at him because he was being a high school boy and interested in like three girls at one time. <laughs> and now it's I look back like at it and it's fucking cute. hilarious. Yeah. yeah it's also like adorable because you guys are still together. Like yes. you're together. <laughs> it's yes, like, don't ele- worry, little Abby. Yes. You're going to be fine. 11 years later, we now have a townhome <laughs> and a dog and, you know, all those things. So thank you, Taylor yeah. Swift. <laughs> oh, my God. So the we get a lovely montage of magical hayride fun where everyone wears antlers and Rudolph noses and have blankets and hot chocolate and jingle bells and they sing carols while they look at Christmas lights and I want to go on the lesbian hayride. I want to be there. there. I want to be there, but I also like want to be like looking shyly at like having a good time with like a really cute ranch hand. Like, oh my God. Like if I just like kept locking eyes with a cute ranch hand, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, it looks just so lovely. <laughs> but all, as as all good things do, the hayride ends, and now Kate and Haley are vaguely flirty until Haley ruins it and says that Kate did a good job for the final year. Um, Kate takes it as Haley just straight up giving up, and Haley says that she's trying to make practical decisions and wants to make sure that Mima has financial security. And then Kate's like, "Well, what about Charles?" And Haley's like, he'll be fine. He used to work in tech before he started working at the ranch. So, like, he has other job skills. And Kate comes back with the fact that Charles loves the ranch. And then she burns Haley by saying they should have done a Grinch theme again for the hayride. So dramatic. Uh, <laughs> Haley. Sorry, Kate. God, Kate. Chill like, out. seriously, take it down a notch. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Oh, this is when Haley refinishes her presentation, my bad, and then is reminiscing on family and decides that she's going to work on the ranch's finances through the night. Um, And it's the next day. Kate is out tending to the animals and Haley wakes up at the desk with post-its all stuck to her face because she did work through the night to try and figure out how the hell can I save this ranch? And that's also another thing is like, it's not like Haley gets there and is like, no, we're selling this thing. Fuck all y'all. Like she painstakingly works through their finances to try and find a way to make this work. Yeah. Um, again, and she, again, that's where I'm like, Kate, Kate, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> like, do you not understand how hard this one is working <laughs> to save this place? Yeah. God. Yeah. 
So Haley immediately gets to work again on the ranch's finances, like once she wakes up, and Charles helps by supplying her with coffee. And now it's the end of another day, and Haley has been working all day. And Mima brings Papa's famous hot cocoa and asks her to bring it to Kate as an olive branch. So she's got to go all the way out to the cottage to bring this hot chocolate to Kate. Haley doesn't really want to because Kate hates her. And Mima says she just doesn't know her, and once she does, she'll love her. And Mima notes that she's not worried about the ranch. It'll get figured out, which I love Mima. That's a good she, Mima. She's great. She is. God bless you, Mima. Yes. So Haley gets to the cottage, but wasn't wearing a coat in the middle of a snowstorm. Uh, and so Kate, like, bundles her up in a blanket and is, like, chastising her because, like, she's some city slicker who went out without a coat on. And excuse the fuck out of you, I'm a dumbass that goes out without a coat on in cold weather, too. <laughs> Kate, just because it's snowing doesn't mean it's freezing cold. I exactly. would just like to point that out. Exactly. Yeah. And there's also something else I want to point out is that as soon as she comes in, she, like, shakes all the, like... Kate kind of shake helps Haley get all the snow off her, and she kind of like runs her hands mm-hmm. down Haley's hair. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, I love this so much!" <laughs> it's just, it's just a delightful little bit of spicy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Kate is well aware that the hot cocoa was meant to be an olive branch uh, sent by Mima. And she is also currently in the middle of making dinner and she's making deer stew, which was Papa's recipe. And this is, again, where we get a little bit of Haley being like, well, how did you get Papa's recipe? So I think that's kind of like why she's not vibing with Kate initially. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Haley says me. Haley says Mima said <laughs> that Kate might be able to give her some insight into how to save the ranch. Kate says that she's tried but the bank loan that they had to take out for Papa, quote unquote, should have been illegal. And like, I have seen this happen where people have to fi- refinance their homes and like they have like somebody who's supposedly a fi- like a financial advisor come and they fucking screw them over. So I'm imagining that this is what happened with them. Um, Haley again suggests they need to sell and Kate says that she doesn't see any way around it. Kate says she ain't no fancy lady. But Haley working on the ranch might help her find a new way to figure out how to save it. I mean, I, I'm glad. See, here's the thing. I'm glad that Kate is like, I don't see any way around it. But then, like, the way she's been so antagonistic towards yes. Haley when she knows that deep down really bothers me, too. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think the writers were like, you know what? The gays love a little bit of enemies to lovers. And they're not enemies, mm. but they're like adversaries to lovers, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But I it's also like... a little bit. Yeah, but it's also like it kind of... That part of it falls a little flat because because of the things we've been talking about. Like, the two of you are very clearly on the same side. That you love the ranch, but you mm. also love the people who work on the ranch more. And you're wanting to protect them. And you both just have very different ideas of how to do it. Who you should be really pissed at is the Burts. Why aren't we more mad at them? <laughs> Suddenly, Honestly. the power goes out 
And oh God, they're stuck in a cottage together with just enough power to turn on the lights again, but no heat, no power, no cell service, and you guessed it, only one only bed. Only one bed! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> only one bed! <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I literally, I texted Abby and I'm like, oh my god, they're trapped together in a cabin. In the middle of a snowstorm. There's only one bed and you didn't even say the most important part. Hmm. Wait, no. Hang on. Uh. No, hang on. Hang on. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's <okay>. more. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Haley's kind of like rightfully and understandably freaking out about the fact that they don't have power. They barely have power. Uh, in the middle of a snowstorm. Um, but then Kate is like, I got this, and radios to Mima to let her know what's going on. And we found out that uh, Kate's, like, um, walkie-talkie tag is, uh, what is it, Rancher Babe? Uh, ranch Babe. Ranch Babe. <laughs> and she she swears that she did not come up with it herself. It was yep. somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> so Kate and Haley have deer stew, and, like, for whatever reason, like, the way that Kate is, like, pouring the deer stew and is just, like, do you want to taste is, like, really fucking seductive. Like, it's this shouldn't be so... so seductive, but I love it. <laughs> this, this is, is really like... what Kate was saying was, do you want to taste of this pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go all the way there, but I was oh, like, Oh, I'm going to no. go there. <laughs> it is hard being the horniest person I know. <laughs> It's like, this is definitely what they're going for, but I, yep. I just, like, I love, I love, I love the female gaze, and mm. I, I, emphasis on the gay. Yeah. <laughs> the female gaze, G-A-Y-Z-E. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love that. Uh, all right, feel free to bonk me in the comments, it's fine. I think this is the first <laughs> time I'm getting bonked on Rosé, I got bonked on Royally Screwed last week, it's fine, oh, it's fine. I love it. <laughs> Did you know there's a new TikTok uh, filter that bonks you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Why haven't I, haven't I, why haven't I seen you be bonked? Oh my god. Abigail Gleason. All right, fine, I'll bonk myself. <laughs> that also sounds dirty. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> so while eating their sexy deer stew, uh, <laughs> Haley suggests that they try to get to know each other again. And Kate's going to tell her all of her childhood trauma because this is what happens when two Willowas meet. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got nothing else. Right. Can't even stream a movie. It's it's, trauma t- it's <laughs> traumatized up in time, man. <laughs> what else have you got? <laughs> We're going to tell each other our trauma. Um, <laughs> so we find out that Kate grew up in Kentucky and her family bred and raised horses. And there was a bunch of rich kids that would come riding there and they would just ride the horses and she had to do all the actual work. Um, and Kate's parents wanted her to be a fancy, ri- fancy rich girl pageant queen. And Kate wanted to be a cowgirl and date the other princesses. And they were like, no, you're not what we want you to be. And so she left. Um, <sighs> Haley says that she was a bit of a sullen teenager. And Kate's like, but there's a lot of like, pictures of you with the happy family what's that all about and Haley's like I don't know that's too much trauma for me and decides that she's gonna try to walk back <laughs> to the house Kate, Kate, but seriously Kate you have been working on this ranch for three years and you yep. don't know about the great tragedy <laughs> really 
You're close with Charles and Mima and you don't know the great tragedy? I don't buy it. But the thing is, is like later in the film, like she makes it aware that she does know about it. She's just being willfully obtuse about how that would have impacted Haley. (laughs) So annoying. I would have been like, oh, like, you're still a teenager, but you're so happy with your family. Was it the death? (laughs) (laughs) Was it maybe the loss of your parents? Did that give you trauma? Talk to me about that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, identify the trauma, and she might not freak out as much. I don't know. (laughs) Kate is not very trauma-informed. It's okay. She'll work on it. So Haley decides she's going to try to walk back, opens the door, and immediately decides, never mind, I got to stay here. I need some PJs. And so Haley has to borrow Kate's clothes. And initially, Kate is like, I will sleep on the floor. And now this is a tiny-ass cottage. It looks like it's kind of like a studio in a way because her bed is essentially in the kitchen. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Kate is trying to sleep between, like, where the bed ends and the oven begins and just cannot get comfortable. And Haley is sleeping on the bed. And there's clearly enough room for Kate to get up there. And there's only one bed! <laughs> <laughs> my notes my notes are, there's only one bed. And then, <laughs> God, this is perfect. This is how all only one bed should be. Because, like, Haley is like, are you, are you comfy yet? Are you? I can't sleep if you're going to keep tossing and turning like this. Just fucking get up here. Just share yeah. this bed with me. And Kate's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then gives up and, uh, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'll sleep in bed with yeah. you, but we're going to sleep back to back. Yeah. But then they can't because the covers don't reach. Ugh. They have to fight over the covers. So I guess they're going to spoon, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> I guess it's if we must. <laughs> oh, no. There's only one bed, and the blankets aren't big enough, and I guess we're going to have to spoon, aren't we? Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to feel your breath on the back of my neck. (laughs) What a tragedy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Remember when Kate was essentially like, you want a taste of my pussy, and now she's uncomfortable (laughs) about having to share a bed? (laughs) See, but here's the reason why. She is like, I need pajamas, and she had an extra pair of pajamas. Mm-hmm. It's a tragedy. Mm-hmm. They couldn't sleep naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so the next morning, Kate wakes up and realizes they're not cuddling anymore. So she moves closer to cuddle again. <laughs> and then Haley wakes up from, from the movement of Kate waking up. And then, like, smiles to herself and then scooches back closer to Spoon more. I love women. (laughs) And they're both pretending they're both, like, totally asleep, but they're not. Nope. They're like, oh. They could, like, roll over and make out right now, but they're too scared. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, as all men do, Charles has to come and ruin it. (laughs) And uh, remarks that Kate, he's never seen Kate sleep this late. And, uh, oh, y'all had to share a bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Cool. And so yeah. was, uh, cool as a cucumber there, Charles. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> really just let on that you had no clue. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. 
So he asks them, like, what are their plans for the rest of the day? And Haley's like, I'm going to tag along with Kate for her ranch duties. And hopefully I'll get some inspiration to, like, figure out how to fix the ranch and save our financial, you know, issues. And uh, Charles knows some U-Haul lesbians when he sees them and decides to leave them to it. He's not going to interfere anymore. <laughs> no. Uh, as they're getting ready, like gearing up for the day, Haley harks back on a line that she said earlier in the film um, about like how this is a person that could build a fire from nothing. Um, and Kate's just like, what does that even mean? And Haley's like, it's kind of like a metaphor for like someone who could take care of you no matter what. And Kate's like, well, that's dumb. And initially I was going to be so fucking pissed. I was like, wow, that's really rude of you, Kate. But then Kate's like, a fucking course I can build a fire from nothing, but I'm never going to put you in a situation where we had to. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I love hyper competent women. Yay. Oh, <laughs> oh, just the, just the, yeah, a fucking course I can, but like, I'm never going to put you in a situation where we have to do that. I'm going to take care of you, babe. And it's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Ah, <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> Let's go, lesbians! lesbians! Here we go, lesbians! lesbians! <laughs> Rounding the corner with a bunch of lesbians! <laughs> and a horse named Bucky. And a horse named Bucky, exactly. Haley is going to ride a horse named Bucky. Uh, and that made me laugh. Um, and assures Kate that she's not an amateur when it comes to riding uh, horses and getting on a horse. And, and, and I can do it without getting on the step. It's fine. I don't need a step. Uh, and she's very much so on the struggle bus trying to, to haul herself up there. <laughs> and Kate's like, there's no one here to impress. You can use the, the step. It's fine. And Haley's like, I'm not trying to impress you. And Kate's like, good, because you're not. <laughs> um, here's and- the thing. Here's the thing. I'm looking at this and I'm like, you're not even trying to get yourself into, <laughs> like, you're not even trying to use your legs as boost. <laughs> like you can get like if you're struggling to get the other leg over fine but you're not even like getting your first leg like totally no. <laughs> straight so you could do the thing yep <laughs> but once there's a step there you can i guess yep. i don't know but listen my toxic trait is thinking that i a five foot flat <laughs> little bitch with chronic pain and minimal minimal flexibility could get on a horse without a step no problem like yeah, as no, she, in that whole thing of like her trying, I'm like, I could do that. That's fine. <laughs> my hips are so tight, but I'm like, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. Yes. I say as if I'm not like having to do hip openers daily because my <laughs> hips are so fucking tight. <laughs> so they go for a romantic horse ride through the ranch and it's not really romantic, but they're adversaries to lovers, lesbians. So it's inherently romantic. Um, and Kate takes Haley to the big oak tree and shows her where Mima and Papa carved their initials and then also points out, hey, look, your parents carved their initials in here, too. Haley has a big old trauma response and the music gets super dramatic and she's like, I have to go and then runs or rides off on Bucky. So we get back to the ranch and Haley tells Charles we have to sell. There's I can't see any way around it. And Charles says it's their home. And Haley says that everyone keeps putting sentimental value on a business. And like she is right. Yes, it is your She's family right, home. She's right, but also it can be ha- it can be both Haley. Uh-huh. It, it can, can be, be both. both. 
You're just yep. you're just re- overreacting because you had a trauma response yep. daily. Yep. <laughs> Settle down and wait a wait a while, okay? Yep. <laughs> Charles says that once their parents died, that this this is like this home belongs to her too. And Haley's like, this is not my home, and I do not belong here. And we see that Kate overheard all of this. Charles says she does belong here and that they're her family, but Haley walks out of the room and runs into Kate in the living room and Kate asks how old Haley was when her parents died in the car accident. So she does know about the big tragedy, but doesn't sit and think like, hmm, why would Haley be upset about this? (laughs) Why is Haley reacting this way to being in her old family home when her parents died tragically Mm -hmm. when she was not even in high school? Right. We find (sighs) out that her parents died in a car accident three weeks before her 13th birthday. And Haley says that she saw it leaving the house would help her with her with the grief and the trauma of losing her parents and she's like it didn't therapy did and i was like yes girl you're so right yeah yeah <laughs> and uh kate does have some good insight here and it's like i don't think you hate the ranch i think it's just really triggering for you and it makes you miss your parents uh and then haley's like you don't know me and i'm like no i think she she rung your bell right there <laughs> I yeah think she, she yeah. got it <laughs> Um, You're annoyed because she read you for filth. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. And Kate tries to comfort her, and it totally backfires. Um, and then Haley, like, this is where I got really pissed with Haley. This is what pissed me off. Um, mm-hmm. Haley fires back by saying that at least Kate has a family to call, but she's too stubborn to call them. Um, and I was like, girl, those thousands of dollars of therapy that you talked about should have helped you with perspective taking, too, because that was a really shitty thing to say. Yeah. Just because you're hurt doesn't mean you get to hurt people. Yup. Haley. Yup. Like, now you're being shitty. I feel like, at least in my experience, like, with talking with other queer folks, we're all usually pretty understanding of people being like, I don't want to talk to my family anymore. Like, yeah. you know, when another queer person tells me I don't talk to my family, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Usually, there's also, like, the trauma of abandonment for your being uh-huh. who you are is, like, really hardcore. And it's something we all had to stare right in the face. Right. We talked about this last year when we talked about, uh, what was the name of that movie? The Kristen Stewart one. Um, oh, Happiest Season. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit during Happiest Season, and, like, that line that just, like, cut me to my very core, mm-hmm. when you're staring at your family and you're about to tell them the truth, mm-hmm. and you don't know what your life's going to be like after that. Yeah. yeah. And so to throw that back in her face, I get that you're hurting, I get that, but also, like, this is really, really shitty, and, like, something you can bring up maybe when you're not in a really vulnerable place, because right. you totally lashed out about it and it sucks yeah so yeah (laughs) like and like my assumption here isn't just that like kate cut off her family because like she wasn't gonna be the perfect pageant girl that they wanted her to be it was because she liked girls yeah like that was my thought process and i was just like that is awful for Haley to throw into her face like that exactly i yeah. yeah just sucks all around so Haley storms out of the house, calls her coworker, and begs him to get her flight out of there. Um, 
But before Haley's able to leave, because her co-worker's like, I can't get you out of flight right now. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. You gotta wait till tomorrow afternoon. Um, Mima calls, calls a family meeting and says that they're gonna take Haley's advice and sell the ranch to Bert. Uh, ha- uh, Haley notices that Kate is absent from this family meeting. And Mima's like, oh, she went into town. And... Haley says she'll come home for, for Christmas because it's going to be the last one at the ranch. Uh, and Mima, again, bless her soul, she's the best character in this movie, hugs her and tells her that she still believes in her. She's sweet. Aww. Haley apologizes Aww. for not being able to figure anything out. And she and Charles talk about her coming home more often because she does miss them. And, uh... Yeah. Haley says that she has more cowgirl in her than she thought and uh she definitely like a cowgirl in her if you know what I mean I was gonna say the same thing (laughs) like what what else went under those what else Mm -hmm. went on under those covers that you think you have more cowgirl in you (laughs) Haley found Kate's backpack (laughs) with all the (laughs) she found the backpack with all the straps in it <laughs> she's like, I got a lot more cowgirl in me than I thought. Me fucking I love it. <laughs> Charles isn't sure what he'll do, but he assures Haley he'll figure it out. So, uh, back in San Francisco, Haley is now back in her home. She's at work. She's looking at cute pics of Kate on her computer at work. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> like, you know, it's about the pining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and Haley is called into Eric's office. Eric tells her that they were able to sell the energy drink to grocery stores. And he gives her what is presumably a shit ton of money by her reaction. Because she, like, immediately hugs him. Um, yeah. Well, she's even like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he he tells her, you know, the tr- retreat in Arizona was actually a dud, but it was your presentation is what saved us. And she's like, what? what happened at the retreat? And he's just like, it was just so much pampering. And I thought it was something where I could just, I could sleep outside and rope cows, you know, rugged man bonding like Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> what kind of bonding are you into now? <laughs> Tell me you've never seen Brokeback Mountain without telling me you've never seen Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> also, now is a great time. On it. Yes. <laughs> now, now, is a great, it. now is a great time to be like, fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. That is the official Thank stance of Rose. Your own age. <sighs> Jake. You don't even have to give back the scarf. Just stop being a dick to younger women. <laughs> Punch like goes. I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age, Jake. <sighs> Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal. If I ever see that cheeky motherfucker. Cheeky motherfucker. <laughs> so, yes, you're right. Haley calls him out and is like, have you ever seen Brokeback Mountain? And he's like, yeah, I've seen the first half of Brokeback Mountain and talks about how it's a great film about bros being bros. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it gets gay before the end of the first half. Because, like, they're gay (laughs) on the mountain and then they go home and be straight again. Like, did you sleep through that part? Gay on the mountain. Gay on the mountain. I feel like that's a song waiting to happen. (laughs) 
I'm gay we on the mountain. Gay on the mountain, and we're herding sheep, and we were gay Put, on the mountain. And we're putting dicks and butts. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I was going to be way more classy than that. <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to have podcasts. Who said this and you was a have good three. idea? three! You should have three podcasts. This is God. this is your fault. This is Jess's fault, and this is Danny's fault. I'm taking the blame off myself. <laughs> this podcast is totally my fault. I yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Royally screwed is Danny's fault, and oh. this beautiful town is Jess's fault. I have never once oh, went to my friends go. and said, "Let's make a podcast." All my friends came to me. The horniest person I know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so we also find out that Masonry was randomly on the retreat. You remember Masonry from the beginning of the film? Uh, and she helped Eric have the universe give him a new name. And his new name is Eric. Oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, he, he talks more about, uh, masonry and like, hey, actually you should like, you, you know, if you decide to stay with the company, like you should hire masonry on for like a social media manager because she has 2 million followers on whatever fucking social media site, snapback and like makes a shit ton of money being an influencer a year. And, like, Eric reaffirms in that moment that it's a shit ton of money because Haley could afford to not stay with the co- the company if she didn't want to. And this is when Haley has the big realization that she needed and she can go save the ranch. Woohoo! Back on the ranch, Charles is sitting down with Burton Jr. And all he has to do is get Meemaw to sign the contract. Junior is fucking weird and is like, where's Kate? And Charles says she's still running the Christmas hayride. And Junior is creepy and takes a bite of his apple saying, not for long. What is wrong with you? Junior, don't you have your own hayride to run? Like, fuck (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Charles tells them that they can't take their Christmas spirit. And I swear, do you hear the people sing starts playing? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And says the hayrides are going to continue for the rest of the season until they have to leave. Uh, Charles uh, says he'll take the papers to Meemaw to sign them, and Bert, in bless his heart, is gonna give him till the end of the year to leave because he's just such a kind soul. Fuck that guy. It's like what December fifteenth at this point. Fuck right. you, Bert. Right. <laughs> but Fuck here off. comes Haley to the rescue, driving up in her car, honking the horn, and guess who's with her? It's Masonry. <laughs> What? Who oh knew my God. that masonry was going to be such an important part of this story? I did not, honestly. <laughs> so they all go outside. Bert, like, smugly gives Haley the contract, and she just rips it up right in front of him. <laughs> and then masonry yells at her for littering. <laughs> um... <laughs> And she's like, sorry, I was trying to go for, like, a whole thing there. And then tells Bert that they're not selling. Uh, And introduces Masonry as the ranch's new energy healer and social media director. And 
Bert oh. is like, what? And she's like, uh, this is an A and B conversation, so see your way out of here because you don't own the property and now you're officially trespassing. Um, Haley already went to the bank and the lawyer's office and settled the entire debt. That's right, bitch. <laughs> girl boss moment. Yeah, that is a exactly. true girl boss moment and this not a sarcastic one. This is what we mean by gatekeep girl boss. Yes. She didn't have to gaslight her way into it. She just no. did it. Yes. <laughs> and she goes, Mima, would you like to do the honors? And Mima tells them to get off her ranch. Yes, Mima. <laughs> <laughs> and Haley reveals that she did indeed pay off everything and that she loves the ranch and she does belong here. Aw. And Haley has the idea to use all of their strengths to make the ranch profitable again. Like she tells Charles, like, you're really good with data and with numbers. So we're going to use that. Masonry is going to be our social media director. Um, And then Masonry says the ranch has the energy of a feminine power goddess. (laughs) Amazing. I don't know who that is, but I'm glad she's blessing the ranch. Yes. (laughs) And Haley says, there's been some really powerful women who've come through here. And uh, Masonry turns to Meemaw and is like, you are so authentic. Like, your energy, it feels so authentic. And Meemaw is just like, is very much so like, bless your heart, child. And is like, let's go make a peach pie. And thank God, because peaches are Masonry's lunar cycle fruit. So she's going to be just fine. (laughs) (laughs) She she fits in here, weirdly. Yes. (laughs) See, Masonry, the vibes were there with Haley, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Oh, you my God. You were meant gosh. to save her ranch. You were really, truly connecting on a human level. Wow. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. So Haley tells Charles of her idea, the Hollis Hills Outdoor Ranch Experience. And it's going to be marketed to overworked city slickers to give them a chance to reconnect with nature, uh, handle some cows, go on some horseback rides without smog or screens, which I think is actually a really lovely idea. Yeah. And if they want to have gay sex on the side of the mountain, that's an opportunity yes. for them too. Yeah. Eric, come on over. Get your broke back mountain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, Haley's like, where's Kate? And uh, Charles is like, oh, she's doing hay rides. And she's like, I have an idea for her and runs off. Charles doesn't know what to do with masonry, but masonry is into his energy. And I'll allow these hats, they make me laugh. <laughs> Though masonry is not hat. <laughs> no, she's bi. She's, she's bi. <laughs> yeah. She's into people's vibes. I, I will love allow it her. because it's still queer. I love that for her. <laughs> so we cut to the hayride, and this is really fucking cute. Kate is on the hayride and notices that Haley has set up signs along the lights. Uh, One of it is, I found inspiration to save the ranch. And this isn't the last Christmas hayride. And once the hayride is done, they're back at the barn. Haley comes out of the barn with a sign that says, can we try this again, cowgirl? Love, Joan. (laughs) (laughs) So cute! Kate says yes, and they kiss. They kiss. Okay, but you know what she does on the way to the kiss? 
she like rips the poster out of Haley's hands and then goes for it as she's saying, "Yes, it is the hottest thing I caught." Was so fucking good. I do want to taste, Kate. You're right. Right. <laughs> so Haley tells Kate that the ranch is saved. And Kate says that she did take Haley's advice and called her parents, and it actually went really well. Um, I'm glad. I'm, I'm really, glad that I'm toxic really glad. outburst went well in the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Kate says that she's been thinking about Haley the entire time, and Haley's like, me too. Well, I mean, I've been thinking about you, not you thinking about me. And she's being really awkward and adorable, and Kate stops her. And says, this is the part where you stop talking and kiss me again. And they yeah! smush some more. <laughs> <laughs> Women. Lesbians. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that is the end of Christmas at the ranch. <laughs> love it so, so much. Oh, oh my God. So good. Ugh. So let's get into our our questions. Let's start with mm-hmm. uh, let's start with worst moments because uh, I don't think we actually have too many. Like we have some nitpicky stuff, but nothing that like yeah. we fucking hate this movie because of this. So Emma, what, yeah. what were some of your worst moments? Uh, I think the office mm. in San Francisco mm-hmm. uh, just didn't really look that great and Eric kind of sucks and I don't think that's a real company <laughs> but I think you know fake <laughs> like if, like and I re- again I realize it's a very low budget film yeah but this didn't work for me the that's office fair. was not the was not it it was, it was not the vibe <laughs> yeah no yeah I think if you're a startup you would have cool office not like yeah. Weird cubicle. I don't know. And, like, it's pretty clear that, like, Eric comes from money. Like, you can't start a startup if you're not coming from money in San Francisco yeah, exactly. more often than not. So, like, Buddy used that money to, I don't know, whatever, not buy NFTs. <laughs> <sighs> See, that's the thing. She has the money to save the ranch, and he'll have nothing because he wasted it all on some receipt that he owns a piece of shitty artwork. <laughs> and you know what? That's what he deserves. <laughs> that's what he deserves and i guess i don't know i guess my yeah my worst moments probably are like a lot of the things that we talked about in terms of like the almost forced adversarial relationship between yeah. kate and Haley. i understand that that's what they wanted like that's what they wanted to go for they didn't want them to like each other at the at the start and like that's you know kind of gets you a little more invested into their romance However, yeah. like the way that they went about it, I was like, this is, I, mm, I feel like I it almost would have worked better if they had been like texting each other the entire time mm. or like communicating via text in some way, shape or form, whether that was e- email or letters where they're, like, mm-hmm. they're trying to like, like Haley's trying to offer ideas about the ranch and like, like there's something that's causing friction for them. Yes before because like right now it just seems like oh i hear about you and i hate you yeah versus like it would be great if there was like an actual reason like if there was an actual like backstory mm-hmm. like there was a little bit something something a little bit more solid about the friction like there was some sort and I like guess. we didn't have to necessarily see it but there was like some sort of like referenced 
blow up between the two of them or like argument between the two of them in the three mm-hmm. years that Kate had been working on the ranch. Like they're Yeah. And they still they don't even have had to have met, which she can right. still you know, do the setup. But then like you wouldn't even had to have done the blind date. It just could have been something that happened between them. Right. I a think a while ago. I think if they if the movie had been more explicit of like because I think we were kind of going along with the vibes of Haley sees Kate as like having replaced her and Kate sees Haley as like somebody who left their family that loves her and stuff like that. If they had said that explicitly, I would buy it more into it. But like, yeah, for just kind of leaving it up to interpretation. I I just like, I don't understand why these two don't like each other. It doesn't make sense. to Or at least like, why haven't they talked up yeah. until this point either yeah that's also weird yeah. although like part of me is like i've also like gotten weird vibes off of someone who i haven't met yet and like mm-hmm. came up with a story as to why they annoyed me and then i met them and i'm like actually no you're chill it's fine right whatever right but yeah i mean there are like, bigger forces at play than you right. <laughs> you know uh, but like if that's gonna be my worst thing about this movie that's fine <laughs> Yeah, no. It's a very... And, like, honestly, part of it is just, like, no, like, they had to, like, go through certain tropes and everything because they're making, like, a cheesy holiday movie. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I can kind of get on board with that. Yeah. 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 So, on the flip side, what were some of the best moments for you? They were stuck in the shack with <laughs> one bed! There was During only one the bed! storm! <laughs> I loved it so much. Uh-huh. It's so, yeah, I think that's, that's, you know, there was only one bed is one of my favorite tropes. <laughs> it is all nine times out of 10 going to win me over, especially yep. when the two characters that have to share the bed are snarky, sarcastic assholes to each other. I eat yeah. that shit up. I also, shit when like breakfast. someone... Someone trying to sleep on the floor, and the other one's like, fine, get in. Like, <laughs> oh. It's so good. <laughs> that Just was the, like, uh, I guess we'll have to spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I also really, really love the sign thing at the end. Oh, I think the way yes. they just. It, the way they ended up portraying it, I was just like, yeah, you're yeah. in love with each other. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think something that I really appreciated about this movie, too, and, it, and it, it's dependent on the... It depends on the movie. So something that I really... I, I go back and forth on is I do love a movie where, like, they're... The fact that these two women are queer and in love with each other, like, that's just, that just happens. Like, nobody's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're lesbians. Lesbian yeah. and up. And, like, sometimes I do want that in a movie. Because, like, that's where, you know, like, with a, a New York Christmas wedding, that's where we got to kind of relate to it and stuff like that. But yeah. sometimes it is also really, really nice to just take a step back and be in a universe where there are just queer people and people are okay with that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's, like, it's not even a universe that, like, pretends that homophobia doesn't exist because it obviously right. does with relation to Kate. But it's, like, they've already, like, kind of gone through the worst of it. Yes. Yes. And so now they just get to, like, fall in love with each other. And this drama is them falling in love with each other. Yes. It's not that oh my god, I'm a lesbian. It's like, n- no, like, this 
annoying girl at my family's ranch is here and oh my god like i'm just like so attracted to to share a bed with her (laughs) yeah like that's the drama it's like this is what like this is what i've been asking for this whole time you know yeah so yeah i think that's probably one of my best things is that yeah they're just they're just lesbians there's just a couple of lesbians in a christmas movie (laughs) yeah um what was your unbelievable suspension of disbelief? That a energy drink would warrant a startup. <laughs> That's fair. Especially a startup in that boring of an office. I just... Mm. <laughs> okay. I think, I think mine is that there are just too many people in this movie that are snarking on the fact that Haley is just like no social media presence is important to a company's brand and they're all like you're just a fucking city slicker what do you mean that's gonna help our business be booming what do you mean we have to advertise ourselves to get more people to come to our ranch it's just like like, come on like you aren't scrolling through QAnon theories on Facebook but give me a fucking break (laughs) half of that town is into QAnon and we know it yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah. So what about sincerity and Christmas spirit? What are your thoughts on that? Really quite sincere. Oh, yeah. Really quite sincere, oh, yeah. which surprised me because it was so low budget. It was very sincere. Mm. And the, the chemistry between the two actresses was yeah. like, mwah, so yes. good. Very much and so like. There. Haley like like was like really trying to give a good performance and Kate was too and I love that for them. They wanted to tell this story. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think from like when I was kind of just scrolling through like IMDb and like clicking on the actors profiles and stuff like that, it looks like something that this the streaming service does is it does like I don't want to use the term recycle, but like recycle through their actors. Like they use a lot of the same actors. Netflix is the oh, same course. thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And but so like when you like, when you oh, have God. a core group of actors that you like, you know, and they like want to be in your projects yeah. and they want to like yeah. tell the story well. Like why wouldn't you use them? Exactly. And I think I think that's also like what makes it so sincere too. Is like this is a group of Willowas coming together and being like, we're fucking mm-hmm. making our own Christmas movie. We don't have a lot out there. And some of the ones that are out there for us are not the best. So we're going to make one where like, yeah, this is just, it's it's like a Hallmark movie, but there's lesbians and it's better. <laughs> yes. This so. is what I'm asking for. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think it does have Christmas spirit. I think it could warrant being a little more Christmassy if I'm going to be 100% honest. I feel like, um... I feel like there was too many scenes that took place in, like, bright daylight. Yes. And, like, they could have done a little bit more nighttime scenes. Yes. This is very nitpicky. Because, yes. like, they clearly oh, filmed yes. this during the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Like, versus, like, there's several sets where you could tell they were filming them in the middle of Canada in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one, like, th- there was more a little bit more effort put into it than I think I've seen in other films. And mm-hmm. so... Mm-hmm. I will give them that, and I thought the hay rides were also. Oh the yes, done. the hay rides. Yes, the hay rides made me be like, I want to go on a Christmas hay ride right now. Like that is I all I want. I just want a cup of hot cocoa and sing Christmas carols with a bunch of strangers on a fucking hay ride. <sighs> that seems so nice. Yeah, 
Uh, that that is exactly it. I would really enjoy the Christmas Halo ride. Yeah, yeah. At that I ranch. think you know what something. This is strange, but something that helps me gauge like whether or not I feel like something has good Christmas spirit is a lot of the times when I'm watching these films for Rose, um, I watch them in the morning, mm. and. Because there, there's something about, like, sitting down and having your cup of coffee, like, having breakfast and just, like, cozying up on the couch and watching a Christmas movie. And I think maybe that's just because, like, that's something that my mom and I would do a lot. Um, mm. Like, my mom's, especially, like, this past week, my mom's favorite comfort thing to do is just cozy up on the, the couch and watch Hallmark Christmas movies. She doesn't give a shit what time of year it is. She's going to watch a Hallmark Christmas movie if she wants to watch oh, one. I love that. <laughs> and so, like, if I'm watching this in the morning like I did today, and I'm like, oh, this is giving me the best Christmas vibes, like, then I'm like, yes, this has Christmas spirit. This 100% has yeah. Christmas spirit. I don't know if it's a weird yeah, me thing. I would, <laughs> I would agree. So I think I know the answer for this, but are we uh, raising a glass in rosé cheer or are we drowning our sorrows in beer? I'm so glad I had wine tonight because it is a <laughs> definite rosé cheer. Yes. I feel like I'm going to pop a bottle of champagne for this one. I'm going to say it. I'll yeah. pop a bottle of champagne for this one. <laughs> Ooh. I really enjoyed this one. I really did. I actually, this was like, this is exactly kind of like... This is exactly the type of movie I want to be watching for this, uh, for this podcast. Yes. It's, it's cheesy, it's tropey, but gosh darn it, they all want to be there and they all want to tell you this cheesy, tropey story and I love it. I do too. And it's not like overly problematic. It was great. Yeah. I do love it. So. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If you want to hear more from us, more of our Christmassy, sometimes horny, sometimes silly thoughts, uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you can well you can follow our uh, the podcast account. We're on Twitter at Rose Till Xmas Day. Um, Emma, oh, before we hop into our personal socials, uh, we upload this podcast to the Lousy Beautiful Town feed, and you can listen to that uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts. But Emma, where can the people find you personally? Uh, you can find me personally at <laughs> Emphasness. That's E-M-F-Y-S underscore N-E-S-T. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Abby and Cecilia. Uh, and like we talked about, I do have two other podcasts, Lousy Beautiful Town and also uh, Royally Screwed, which I'm going to record an episode for that in just a couple of hours here. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like, Um, we have to do it right away, because we gotta get done before you gotta do screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next time on Rosé Till Christmas Day, it's gonna be Hattero Nonsense Week. Uh, We're doing a quick double feature for that one, where we're gonna be watching A Castle for Christmas, which is on Netflix, and A Christmas Dance Reunion, which I believe is on Hallmark? Oh, Okay. Is that, is that Hallmark or is it Lifetime? I can't Christmas? remember if it's Hallmark yeah. or Lifetime. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it's one of we'll those. We'll let you know. It's on Lifetime. Just kidding. <laughs> so, 
sorry, your I Christmas might need dance to reunion. Steal, I might need to steal somebody's login info. That's fine. I stole somebody's login info for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, until next time, stay gay, y'all. <laughs> Yee fucking ha. Yee fucking gay. <laughs> Jingle. <laughs> Jingle that, uh, Make jingle the Yuletide gay! <laughs> Make the Yuletide gay! Gay! <laughs> From now on, our lesbians won't be miles away! <laughs> Here we are! <laughs> I gotta stop, I don't wanna listen to myself sing. <laughs>